the biggest mistake that you're making is your content sucks balls. <laughs> okay? And it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. It's not interesting. It's not interesting. It's not good. And if you don't take responsibility for that, then you're not going to be good at social media. Hey there, AJ Rivera here. Welcome to the AJ Rivera podcast. I think I'm calling it business and other stuff. So as you can hear, uh, this interview is actually from my vault from when I used to uh, run a different podcast called Fit Pro Hero Radio, which was a little bit more niche specific. So as part of uh, a relaunch of our new podcast, of my new podcast, I'm digging from some of my several dozen of really good episodes and putting some of my favorite every single day this week and this one is with my good friend and uh, former ufc fighter alan belcher turned social media entrepreneur he owns uh you know martial arts studios all different types of businesses marketing companies consulting companies he's a really good guy and even though this is an old um like podcast a lot of the stuff he is teaching are, are timeless marketing tactics and I think right now if you're a business owner and you're stuck inside and you're like hey I need something to do like I'm trying to build my brand while while I'm stuck or or you know with all this extra time or maybe you were trying to do it irregardless of the pandemic stuff this stuff was very interesting it was so interesting that when I went through to edit this episode I actually listened to the whole thing because Alan has some really timeless good advice on here so um, on this podcast, you'll notice me, you'll notice um, uh, Corey Gladwell's on there, and uh, Amanda Elegant. These are people I've worked with in the past, and they ask, they really bring a really good uh, perspective to this interview. So if you're hearing multiple voices, that's everybody. I kind of cut the intro out because uh, this isn't the Fit Pro Hero podcast. This is the, you know, whatever, the AJ podcast, uh, the business podcast. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode from The Vault. Um, I'm going to be releasing one every single day this week. I think you'll find them all very valuable, all from different professional athletes, celebrities, seven-figure business owners. That'll be timeless. Um, and then we have actually new episodes coming out next week as well uh, with new guests, some returning guests that I think will be very, very valuable to you during this time of quarantine. So thank you so much for choosing this podcast. It really means the world to me. And I'm going to let you get straight into the meat and potatoes of this episode. And enjoy. Alan, for somebody who doesn't know who you are, what do you do? I help people make money, get ripped, and get chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I should yeah. have been calling you a, a few weeks ago. I need help with all of that. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, Alan is, uh, yeah, you're an entrepreneur. You own a bunch of martial arts studios. You do a lot of things. It's really great how you can manage your time. I always learn something like, um, even that Facebook newsfeed eradicator you were talking yeah. about, uh -huh. um, dude, I started using that. That's a game changer. My life is like way less stressed. And I mean, it, it's awesome. So that's why you awesome. don't like my posts. Now I, now I get it. Cool. <laughs> cool. Alan, can you do a quick, uh, just a really quick bio for anybody who maybe has never heard of you? Most people know who you are, but if, if they don't, could you do one? Okay. Yeah, I can. I can. Let me try to make it quick. Mm, all right. 60 second version. I started my first business teaching kids martial arts. I went around to every gym in this town that I live in now when I was 21 years old, asking if I could teach kids martial arts. And I finally, on like the 11th one, 
got a guy to let me teach kids for twice a week. And the first night I had four kids and within a month I had a class full of like 40 kids. So then I opened up my own spot, expanded that business. I got into the UFC, had a pretty good career in there and uh, continued to grow my gym. Then I took my business online in uh, 2012, 2013 in order to create more revenue to pay off the taxes that I didn't know how to pay <laughs> at, at that time, you know? So um, I went online and finally figured out how to do it, man. I made money online. My gyms got better. I opened up more locations and started a consulting company in the end of 2015 for gym owners. And now I am moving on into helping people create their online businesses and working with people that do the same thing as me, kind of build a personal brand, expert business, have coaching programs, and I'm working with uh, UFC fighters, NFL athletes, NBA, and uh, sports agents and all that type of stuff. So that's kind of my next thing. So hopefully that describes what I do. Love it. Yeah, that describes it pretty clear to me. AJ here from Fit Pro Hero Radio. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? After all, lots of people listen to them. They subscribe to them. They love them. You can listen to it while you're running, cooking, or cleaning. And as a business, doesn't that sound like something you want to be a part of? Well, when you hire the podcast pros at Podcast Zen, which is we use here at Fit Pro Hero Radio, that's what you're going to get. Imagine having a team of technical people who can do all the creative stuff and create a killer podcast to help you spread the word about your business, reach new audiences, and build an even deeper level of trust with your customers and prospects. To learn more, simply visit podcastzen.com slash AJ, and they'll give you a free podcast evaluation session today. I think that's pretty awesome that you were able to leverage your you know, professional athlete and sort of personal following into that online business. I guess one of the questions I have out the gate is a lot of fit pros who listen to this think, okay, I'm not going to make money until I have 200,000 followers like Alan Belcher or, you know, even more until I have a million followers. I'm not going to make a lot of money. I literally have a neighbor who thinks, okay, when will I be satisfied with my business? When I have 2 million followers, I'm like, that's not even a revenue. That's like, that's not a number, <laughs> but um, right. that's not like, so what would you say to somebody who says like, do they need a following and does it need to be as big as yours in order to uh, succeed in fitness, both offline and online? Yeah. So the following, if your following is relevant to what you're selling, then the more followers you have and you know how to convert them, then you can make more money. The problem is, is most of the followers are never going to buy from you. So you have to figure out who you're trying to target and find a way to get them as followers. So um, your actual audience doesn't need to be near as big as what you think. So you see someone could go live on Facebook and have a hundred people watching, but that doesn't really mean anything. You know, if you only have two people watching, but they're very hot targeted prospects, it could be better than having a hundred people watching. So it's all relevant to your avatar. Is that person going to buy from you or not? I remember when I first got like some Twitter fame and I got like 50,000 followers in like a matter of a week or something. I was thinking in my head, cause I'm like, have a business mind. I was thinking, what can I sell to these people? And I kind of went on that quest to like, how can I use the following that I got from the UFC to make money? And um, I just thought about it for years and years and years. And what I figured out was, you know, you have to segregate or uh, segment your uh, list 
of people, whether it's Twitter, it's an email list or Facebook, you have to figure out a way to go in there and say, Hey, if you want uh, to get in shape, I need you to raise your hand and go like this page. I need you to go join this group. I need you to join this email list. And now you start to segment people and you can market. You can speak the language that those people want to hear. If you're too generic and you try to chase too many rabbits, you're not going to catch any of them. Yeah. And if I could interject real quick, that's one thing that I've seen you do really well, Alan, is the actual engagement in your community, whether it's Facebook or, or Twitter or Instagram. The things you post are always relevant to the audience and you always get that engagement following back because of the questions, the topics, whatever you're throwing out there, it's always relevant to that customer avatar. So, so that's, that's the other piece of this thing. I think even if you have 200,000 followers, if you don't know the engagement like you do it, it won't make a difference. You can make no money if you don't know how to actually use that audience. So it's, that's 100% right. Absolutely. And um, yeah, when you're, when you're just starting out, you want to start with kind of a blanket, generic you know, following, get people to get your message out further. So your content could be more generic, you know, but at some point, you want to start getting those people off the list. And if you're using social media, um, here's the thing that uh, I've learned with social media is if you go very targeted uh, conversations with your Facebook page, your Facebook fan page, you'll turn away a lot of people. And um, that's fine because they're not really going to buy from you. But the people that may not buy from you can help you spread your message further. So if you watch the way that I do social media now, I'm always talking to people on more of a, a friend level that's not always about business. It's not always about fitness. I ask certain questions about, I take advantage of current events like Game of Thrones or um, the latest, you know, uh, Donald Trump uh, scandal <laughs> or, uh, you know, what's something else? Uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. It's great for my audience because it's super broad. But um, at the same time, my people like it because somehow or another, a lot of people came to me through martial arts or MMA or UFC or something. So if you make good engaging content, some of the people that may never buy from you will help spread your message further. So right. when they comment on your, your video or post or whatever, that's going to tell Facebook that it's okay to show your, your content to their friends. And if they have friends that also like you, that's going to make sure that you you get that out there. A lot of people haven't figured out um, exactly how Facebook works. And I'm not super smart or, or techie or anything, but I just kind of use common sense uh, to kind of hack that system. Let's talk about social media. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we should. Um, and I have a lot of questions because first of all, I want to commend you on what you've done because a lot of people uh, try to, including myself, and I would say everybody on this team, we, we do multiple things, right? We mostly do one thing and we're not sure, like basically where I ended up was like, I have people who follow me from when I was a trainer still, right? I have people who follow me just in the entrepreneur online business world. And then I have mostly fit pros who follow my stuff. So my thought was like, well, I sell to fit pros. I'm just going to focus on them. Those are my people. That's all I care about. Everybody else can suck it. It doesn't matter, right? Like that that's sort of like what I said. I did it was like, well, I can't have them all. But you've basically just proven me wrong by saying, well, you can by just, you know, kind of letting them behind the scenes into your life and then calling them out and segmenting, you know, cuz you have people who follow you cuz they want to be, you know, a ripped dad, right? And they have people people who follow you because of UFC and you got your like leg lock academies you could sell to them. Right. You got people who want to you know, make their gym successful. You have people who want to make their brand successful and their online business successful. And you've been able to segment them. So 
if you're somebody who's like, let's say a fitness pro, like let's say they have a gym, but they also want to be able to sell like a clothing line or whatever. So they need an online brand. How do you actually segment those audiences in a way without burning them, which is essentially what I did. I just lit, <laughs> lit some of my audiences on fire and kept the ones that I liked, Yeah, which isn't a good strategy. Like how, how do you do that? How'd you do that? Yeah. So the first, I, the first thing that I would recommend is realizing if, if your business is local and you want to mix that with international, you're going to need separate pages for that, for sure. That's really the only, the only reason to go separate pages. If you want to do two different businesses locally, you can do the, you can do those through the same platform, especially if it's your name, you have like a fan page, you have a personal Facebook page. That's fine. If you notice, if you look at my Facebook personal page and my Facebook fan page, I will almost never promote locally. Okay. I do sometimes. It depends on what it is. Um, because think of your, every time you try to, uh, segment your people, try to get them onto another list or another page, it's kind of like a sales pitch. It's kind of like yeah. you're, um, you're hitting them with the right cross and that will, that damages trust and it gets them to kind of back off and defend themselves for a minute. Um, it's the same, you know, same idea of content for a while. You know, you want to, you want to build up trust, give away, give away, give away, and then you hit them with a the sales pitch. So it's the same thing whenever you segment them to something, you know, if they see something that they're not really interested in, they're not necessarily going to jump right back on, you know, right away. So you got to build them back up. So that's why I mix in a lot of generic content that gets my pages, just a ton of comments, hundreds and hundreds of comments. Sometimes yeah. if you ask, if you ask the right question, you start the right conversation. Um, and I've found that comments are the most powerful thing. If they take time to write in a comment, the longer the comment, the better too. Multiple sentences and they're really, you're interacting, you go back and forth with someone. To Facebook, that looks like that people really like your stuff. So um, they're going to show your content to other people like that person, that person's friends, other people that like your page that's like that person, you know. So um, whenever you segment, you have to kind of get back on that generic content, you know. Another thing that I would recommend is realizing what type of content is most mainstream. So you really have health and fitness is mainstream. So these you fitness professionals, if you're an expert at fitness and you do start a clothing brand or you launch some kind of software or something, you can continue to give health and fitness tips and you're not really going to damage your brand and your following that much because fitness and health is very very mainstream, you know, so if your software was for um, soccer moms and your content is normally for um, hardcore bodybuilders or strongmen type of things, <laughs> then those aren't really going to work together. But like generic health and fitness tips will be great, you know, for kind of for everything. So you got to you got to think about it a little bit. The other thing is personal development is very um, generic. No one's going to get mad at you or no one's going to stop following you or not listen to your, your other pitch because you inspire them or you give them, you know, some life hacks or something. You got life hacks, inspiration, motivation, personal development, productivity, all those things in that category are very generic content. So um, those are just going to help you spread to people that wouldn't buy fitness from you or wouldn't do your software, or your clothing line or whatever. Uh, whatever it would be. So if you stick with those, you're pretty much good to go, you know. Does that work for 
like, and I'm playing devil's advocate here because that all sounds like it would work. But will it work for, like, let's say Amanda here. Amanda's not a former UFC fighter that I know about. Mm-hmm. She might be. And, I mean, she might be. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> any of us, I don't think. But, okay, so, like, let's say Amanda. Like, Amanda, what are you, what's something you, like, let's pretend you're going to launch a business. You're not involved in this business. What's something you're passionate about that I'm guessing would be different than, you know, fighting or fitness? Yeah. Any kind of business? Or are we talking about in the fitness Like business? an online business. No, any sort of online business, right? Okay. Well, I've actually talked about this with, like clients of ours um as like an idea for like my specific niche so like if i were to ever open up a fitness business i would have it be geared towards people who are nerds and like love the intellectual reasons behind exercising so like clearing your mind and things like that that would be my specific business so alan if you're amanda and she's gonna start a nerd i'm sure you probably have a couple more questions for her because you need to know what kind of content should she start creating because if she talks about the same, and this is just me playing devil's advocate, probably right. listening to too many inquisitive uh, uh, podcasts where like, if everybody's screaming, you know, believe in yourself, I'd rather believe in Alan because he, you know, beats the shit out of people and has built a whole bunch of million dollar companies versus somebody just starting out today, right? right. Using Amanda as this example, even though she's in the same thing, right? Like, so mm-hmm. what would you say that Amanda should be doing to differentiate herself within that like audience? Do you? I think what uh, what we're talking about is is it going to hurt Amanda to do something generic, and it's it's really not because she already has a following. You know, you already have a Facebook page, you know, with friends on it, which mm-hmm. I think that someone starting a business should definitely utilize that. So why not get your friends to um, share something and comment on something that will get you more potential people that might like your other more specific content um i mean but with that angle on fitness i don't think that it's really um gonna like be a big turnoff to create content that's like nerdy fitness and health stuff really i think just showing your personality and showing you know humanizing yourself is going to be powerful no matter what um and, and whenever you give health and fitness tips and personal development tips productivity tips it just makes you look like more of a credible expert and um, it's going to help you do whatever it is you want, you know. So, I mean, first off, you got to get eyeballs. You got to get people's attention before they know who you are. Before she can differentiate herself, she has to get people watching first, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, you make a post about Game of Thrones, get hundreds of comments, and mm-hmm. then you come behind and you, you know, you make a fitness post that, that uh, draws the attention from those people that, that were engaged with that Game of Thrones post on the more specific stuff, you know, and then you just mix it up. Then you then you go back to something more generic, and then you hit them with the the specific stuff, and then you give them a you know a scene, you know, taking your dog to the groomer or something, and uh, going to the coffee shop. You know, what kind of coffee do you like? Start conversations with people. Let them know uh, what your life's like, and and the more that they know you, the more they're open to to trust you and, and listen to the next thing that you say. So you really got to get their attention, get them listening to you, and then tell them what you're you're all about. And through that process, they get to know you closer and they become a better uh, prospect mm-hmm. for being a customer. I think that ties back into what you talked about earlier with not having multiple offers to the same audience that, that, that aren't congruent with that audience, right? Because 
that loses a bunch of trust. So when they get to know you and they warm you up and all of a sudden you have one core offer, that main thing they know you for, then it makes sense. And then you segment like you talked about at the beginning. So make sure you're not hitting them with too many things at once and, and losing trust over time. So that's solid. Yeah. And also it, it lets your brand rest on your personality. So anything that you do in your business is automatically going to come out of your passion and so letting those things all connect together is going to be a great way to attract people too. Yeah. Yeah. A good example of this is somebody that's been doing this since way before social media was the big thing is Tony Robbins. Yeah. And mm -hmm. the content that you would see if Tony Robbins was going to invest in a billboard back in the day before Facebook and he was going to do billboards all around the city, it would probably be for some type of a personal development type of event. Mm -hmm some type of a yeah. mindset and something that could get a lot of people there. Now, when he gets everyone in the room, he pitches them a business product. So all of Tony um, Robbins, $80 million a month revenue or whatever, over 50% of that is business coaching, right? Because business coaching has a higher ticket. And um, without that business coaching, his business would be, you know, less than half of what it is. So um, generally when you see, um, advertisements and for Tony Robbins, you see free content on his Facebook. It's more about the mindset and it's more mm -hmm. about the personal mm -hmm. development and productivity and um, overcoming adversity and those types of things. And then once you get into, get to the website, you get on the email list, then you're going to see the business type of stuff and the, the mm -hmm. uh, financial, the investing or the team building, the leadership, the more niche type of things right yeah no that totally makes sense i think uh, i think you hit the nail on the head there with the uh you know amanda said it with being yourself and you know you're very much yourself alan like i mean yep. you and i i would say we're friends <laughs> i hope you would say that but <laughs> i you know from meeting you in person versus uh -huh. seeing you on social media you're the same person right so you're not pretending so it becomes a lot more effortless for you to kind of present yourself on social media where a lot of people want to make themselves seem like they got everything together and their life is perfect. And, you know, in the entrepreneur world, they're always making millions and driving Teslas and Ferraris and nothing's ever going bad. They never have a bad month, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I know I kind of made this mistake when I started on social media where I was watching too many like Gary Vee videos. <laughs> so I was like, I need to talk about hustle and grind and this. And, you know, I like six months in, it became exhausting to the point where I was like, I'm not talking on social media anymore, like for a while, because I was just <laughs> being myself. And then I kind of tossed all that. Not that there's anything wrong with, yeah, I love the Gary Vee stuff, right? The motivation and all that. But mm -hmm. it's just not very authentic to who I am. So I kind of reset and I was like, okay, well, I love superheroes and I like to, you know, wear hats all the time and I like to skateboard and I, you know, have a wife who carries crystals and, you know, holds a crystal almost as much as she holds a glass of wine and things like that, right? <laughs> so I wanted to start focusing on what my real life looks like, right? And, and that became a lot easier for me to have to post stuff. It didn't feel like this chore. Um, and it started attracting better people to me mm -hmm. because I, I found, um, and Amanda and Corey were here for yeah. it. When I started, I was all about just hustle, grind, make money, ROI today. And those are the type of people, unfortunately, not all of them, right? But a lot of them that I was um, attracting. I was attracting the opportunists versus mm -hmm. um, 
attracting the people who are motivated to sort of build legacies. So I think that's a really great advice, man. Um, all right. So I kind of want to get all of your guys' thoughts on this because we're all, you know, at least medium to very involved in social media. Um, I tend to learn better off of the things I like not to do. Like if you give me a list of no-nos, I'm going to do better on social media. Um, so what are some of the mistakes? And we'll start with uh, Amanda and then go Corey and Alan. Uh, save the best, right? Um, <laughs> okay. What are some of the mistakes we should avoid? Like one or two really big mistakes, like either Amanda or Corey, you see our clients making, or Alan, you see your clients making that we should definitely, you know, maybe educate the people listening and watching right now to say, hey, don't do this. Everybody does this, don't do it. So Amanda? I think the biggest mistake you can make on social media is try to sell every time that you're on mm. social media. It turns people off right away and you lose that following almost immediately if everything that you post about is just like, hey, check out my thing or hey, buy this thing or hey, you should do this um, instead of just giving away. It's such a different mentality and it attracts different people too. Can you give it a specific example? Because if I'm a fit pro, I'm like, I'm not selling. I'm just telling people about my six week boot camp that only costs $20 if you buy it today. That's not selling. Like, can you be specific? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if every single post is about how you can have the same abs I have, or I don't know, like something along those lines, or, you know, the best people do this, you know, go to the gym and do this thing every day or something like that, or kind of like shaming people. Is that what you're like? Yeah. Yeah. If it's negative or shaming or just, just about promoting yourself, it's going to turn people off. So like, what's a good example? Of, of like some content that obviously I have uh, Corey Corey's laughing because I'm digging deep here I've been watching uh, <laughs> too many other uh, inquisitive podcasts I'll tell you more about it after I don't want to name drop anybody but like what what's a good piece of content if, if I'm not showing my abs then what am I doing highlighting your clients I think is amazing or celebrating somebody else's win or being honest about something you're struggling with before you overcome it so not like oh i you know i've been working on this for the past three months but now i'm really good at it right. um instead sharing while you're still in that struggle you're like oh, i'm trying to wake up before 5 a.m every day but i've only done it once in the last three weeks i'm gonna try again I'm tomorrow right here, like that's a more honest and authentic post <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, shame, Corey. <laughs> yeah, no, i think that's a good thing because i think fit pros as much as they are about body positivity sometimes yeah. they negatively like they, they almost, it's almost like a backhanded compliment. You're like, oh, wow, I didn't know. Like it, it takes a very specific type of person to pull off what you're wearing. Like a very right. backhanded sort of compliment where it's like, yeah, you know, if you really cared about it, you, you make time for it. Like people who are out of shape are thinking, so you're telling me I'm lazy? I got three kids and two jobs. You know, I'm, I'm a single parent. Mm -hmm. So it, I think that's a, an important distinction as well. Um, all right, Corey, your thoughts? For me, the, the number one problem or, or I guess uh, negative thing I see uh, entrepreneurs or business owners do, fitness professionals or anyone really with social media and trying to market themselves is inconsistency. A lot of people start things or, or, or do certain things or want to have a, a strategy or a plan, but they don't actually follow through with it. And I think that's uh, holds a lot of people back because someone's not going to buy from you that first five posts you're going to post. They're not going to like instantly become a raving fan and want to hand you over their wallet. It could be a month or, or six months or a year down the road, but if they see you consistently doing the same thing and being yourself and sharing that same content and, and that whole thing, it's like that, that trust, that rapport, all of that's there. And, and that over time leads to a sale because they've been watching and waiting and, and they believe you finally. So, so patience, they're not patient enough. 
And I'm right here, Corey. You don't have to. <laughs> that wasn't that was a direct hit. That was. Uh, yeah, that was that right hook Alan was talking about. I'm, right here. Dude, I'm committing to this podcast, man. All right, uh, Alan, biggest mistakes you see on uh, social from new business owners. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is good because those were good. I would say that these are going to be probably the top three, and. I, I like the the one that I'm I'm gonna tell you right now is is I swear is my biggest advice that I can give someone on social media and it comes from being in the trenches and trying to crack the code of social media every single day because it becomes exhausting to do all the different work on social media and create content and you know set up a schedule and and all this and and just not grow and not get the results that you want. So I've boiled it down to this biggest mistake that I was making and that I still make, but I think about before I create any type of content. The biggest mistake that you're making is your content sucks balls. (laughs) And it's not good. It's not not good. It's not good. It's not interesting. You're not interesting. It's not good. And if you don't take responsibility for that, then you're not going to be good at social media. So every time you create content, you have to realize like my last piece of content sucked really bad. How can I make it good? And then just never be satisfied with it. And if you just do that, you'll be really good at social media. Just focus on entertaining. And that that's the biggest thing. I swear to God, because social media, it doesn't matter what you're angle is and how you differentiate yourself and how your brand is different. If you can't get it to go viral somewhere, I mean, when I say viral, like I've never got like millions of views or anything, but what I say viral is like when you post something and you get a hundred comments, like that's, that's great. You know what I mean? Because I mean, have you ever posted something and you only got one like? I still do that. Like sometimes I I can get a hundred, hundreds of, if I'm sloppy with it and I don't think about that and be making good content, then I could get like two likes or something, or I could get 500 comments. It just, you have to think about, are people going to comment on this? Are people going to share this? That's the most important part about social media. Now, once you get the ball rolling and you, you know what you're doing now, that's when you can make your brand different or show people the behind the scenes, and everything. But if they don't watch, you can't get enough people to watch you. You're not going to reach even that small group. Like we talked about before, you don't need a big audience, but you need the audience that you do have to watch. Like a thousand fans on Facebook could be awesome. If you have the attention of 800 of them, right. but most of the time, you know, a thousand fans means like only 10 people are seeing your stuff. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, my Twitter is like, I'm trying to bring it back to life because I didn't use it for a couple of years. I just connected it to my Facebook. I connected it to my Instagram and I was like, eh, I don't have the time for it. So when I post here, it'll just share it over there. And my Twitter died. So now I've really been trying to get the ball rolling or whatever kind of scheme that I can do to just get more likes and more retweets and stuff to get the ball back rolling. And it's almost impossible. I have 65,000 Twitter followers and I swear sometimes I'll get one like on a tweet. (laughs) Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. You know, Twitter is not showing my stuff to people because they said, you know, your content sucked for the last two years and nobody was liking it. So 
you can't just put up one piece of good content and we'll show it to everyone, you know? So you have to have to engage with those people to get them back going. So that's what I was talking about. Like right now, it's just got to be some shareable type of stuff to get their attention. And then I can hit them with something a little bit more specific. And I was going to say on that note, that's one thing that I know with one of my fan pages I had um, that had like 13,000 followers on it. I hadn't done anything for a while. And, uh, and I was talking to someone about that, uh, how to, how to kind of re-engage them. And uh, the two things that came up that we both agreed on was, was timing and relevancy. And so um, when Prince passed away, I posted a, a, a Prince, you know, RIP to Prince thing, a whole little thing on him. And that, mm -hmm. that went to millions and went viral and did all that and re-engaged. And obviously it wasn't like a product that was selling or anything like that, but that's about that engagement to talk about what you're talking about, keeping them excited and passionate and relating to you and, and having to be a part of something. Cause if it's, if it's just always you, uh, like Amanda said, selling or, or it's crappy content or it's crappy posts or it's your, your awesome thoughts on things, then yeah, you're going to lose a lot of engagement, lose a lot of fans and, and customers. Yep. Absolutely. Entertaining. And once you get people following you, uh, they're going to stop following you after a while. If you're, if you're just doing the same thing or a similar thing, you know, you have to keep entertaining the people that are already watching you. That's how social media is. Right. That's super true because it's one of the only things that are limited or, or at least we perceive it as limited as is that there's time, right? A certain, a person only has so much time in a day, right? So if you are going to go on a video or make, have them read some of your stuff, you're asking them to give, like they only have 24 hours in a day. They're probably going to sleep for six to eight of them, right? So you, you're saying take two, three, five of those minutes and watch my stuff and said, that's a big ask of you. And if your stuff isn't making them feel good or anything they're interested in, they're going to go somewhere else where it's more interesting. Um, one of the courses I purchased a while ago was like when you're launching a new fan page, they actually recommended the exact same thing you sat down. They said, post memes, talk about current events, just nonstop things that feel good that are kind of related to you, right? So like if you're a fitness person posting funny fitness memes, literally just so that people are like, I like this page. This is stuff I'm interested in. And then later you can start selling stuff to them after you've already built an audience of very focused people who already kind of like right. what you're doing on right. social. Um, yeah, 100%. I think that's uh, you hit the nail on the head there. And just to be a little bit more detailed with what I was saying is posting memes is great. Posting questions is great. Posting, you know, five times a day on Instagram and using hashtags. Like you have all these rules and all these tricks and all these hacks. The biggest mistake here is thinking that having all these tricks and everything is going to do it. And then, cause people go through the motions, like I'm posting three memes a day. Why is my thing mm -hmm. not growing? It's like, it's the actual meme. Is it really right. good? Like, is it a mm. quote? Like if you notice, if you post quotes, they never get engagement anymore because there's so many quotes. Mm -hmm. right. So like yeah. quotes yeah. are dead right now. If you post a quote and it, it gets like a bunch of engagement, I mean, it must be just amazing. Because people are just blind to quotes and memes almost in general now, yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, it's going through the motions, you know? I mean, I taught my clients how to, you know, create a schedule, like post a one minute video, you know, keep it short. And this is the script that you use, you know, do some live video five to 10 minutes every day, like a little social media schedule. Some people kill it and some people, it does nothing for them because it's, they're not putting the thought into like, is this actually... Is it good? Does anyone you actually know? care? Yeah. yeah. Does it suck? Does yeah. it suck balls? Exactly. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I guess before we wrap it up, I want to know. So like, if my content sucks, how do I make it better? You know, it's one thing to say, for instance, in mixed martial arts, if you're losing fights, we'll fight better. But I want to know what combinations or what exercises or drills should I be doing so that I can fight better the next time I get in the octagon. Did I use the metaphor right? Felt, <laughs> I felt medium. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what can I do to make my content good is my question, Alan. One thing that you can do to make your content better is change up your location of where you're doing it. So if every day you want to give a fitness tip or health tip or a personal development tip and you are doing it in front of a whiteboard and you're always drawing on a whiteboard every single day, what's going to happen is people will, if they're not just like diehard fans that will watch you no matter what, then they're going to see that you're in that same place and it's going to become boring to them and they're just going to roll right past it because it's just too vanilla, you know? So um, try to find cool places to do it. Do it inside sometimes, do it outside sometimes, do it with the mountains in the background or something, or do it on a boat, you know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah, do it on a boat, do it in a mansion with uh, Lamborghinis and, you know, that type of thing. So change up your location. If you're doing the same spot every time, it's only a matter of time before those people are going to fall off. They're going to follow you for a minute, but they see you're the same place and um, they're going to start to fall off. It's just boring. Um, another thing you can do is uh, imagine... You did the podcast, the Fit Pro Heroes podcast, and every episode was you and Corey and Amanda, and there were never any guests, right? <laughs> sounds like a nightmare. It's weird. <laughs> it sounds weird. like a real nightmare. Come I true. mean, it's weird because the content is actually helping people make more money, and it doesn't matter who the guest is. But the fact is, when you change up your guests, it's more interesting, right? It's not as boring. So you have me on here. You have some other people too that are less qualified than me. And um, <laughs> you just you change it up. You have some guests on there. So sometimes when you, you, you know, you do a video, have a, have a child, have a kid in the video, you know, doing something. <laughs> people love kids. It's funny, right? Mm -hmm. It's cool. Oh, what so if I don't got a kid? kid? Should I find somebody else's kid? Yeah, <laughs> yeah find somebody else's kid. Put a girl in the video. That's going to make your content better. So I'm talking about guests, other people in the video. I'm being real here. Watch Ty Lopez. His social media is killer. He has skills. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. dude has skills. His entire business is just is social media. Right? He has one, mm -hmm. one funnel that gets people on his email list and then he sells a product for several months and then he'll switch to another. He's very disciplined. He doesn't do a bunch of things at once. He's always selling one product at a time. What drives it is the content. People are always watching. He's getting new people on his list. He has to figure out a way to be entertaining. He has a girl in every video, right? He has a girl in the, every video. It makes it interesting. And he changes it up. He has a different girl in every video, okay? <laughs> so if it's just you, you know, that's a mistake. You got to have other people in your video. So you, you're same thing, podcast, video, live video, blog even, you know, having guest bloggers in your blog, any type of content. You know, it's better to have other people. It mixes it up and um, change up your location. If you are always too serious, then that can be very boring because people don't want to be serious every day. You know, nobody wants to be serious every day. I need to laugh sometimes. I need to smile. So tell a joke. And if you can get a kid to tell a joke, bingo. Now you're going to get a lot of comments. <laughs> all right. Um, actually, one thing that I, I recommend to 
my clients because I have the, the MMA and jujitsu gym business consulting, and and they usually have fitness kickboxing. They have kids martial arts classes or kids jujitsu classes, and they do MMA or BJJ or something like that. So the ones that have the kids programs and the ones that don't have the kids programs too, but especially if you're trying to attract kids and parents, I just tell them one simple way to get content is just turn on your camera with the kids class and say, does anyone know a joke? And the kids will raise their hand and then you just go put it and you say, Hey, uh, what's up? We're here with Timmy. He has a joke. He's going to tell us, go ahead, buddy. And they'll tell the joke and it will not be funny. They'll butcher it. They'll get it all wrong. And they'll just, but there'll be hundreds of comments and it's mainly parents, you know, that are, that are commenting. And so it's just, it's just perfect. Even if it wasn't parents, it's just getting your, you know, getting out there and getting people watching you. Now you can come and sell them something else, you know? So always trying to figure out a way to do that. A funny meme is way better than a quote these days. People hate quotes. If you post in quotes all day long and you're wondering why you're not getting comments and likes and stuff, it's just because there's that people have saw all the quotes. Even me, I can't even remember something. I got every quote memorized. Every quote of all times. I know them all, you know. So how can you impress me with a quote? I have the worst memory ever and I know them all. So stop showing quotes. <laughs> um, something funny, though, it's not unprofessional at all, you know, to use humor in your marketing. Social media, dude, humor is awesome for social media. You see Ty Lopez. Look, Ty Lopez is kind of, you know, strange and kind of scammy or whatever. But, his, you know, his business doesn't work without social media. So I watch what he does and, you know, um, he's really good at it. So he's trying to figure out. How do I get more people to watch? How do I get better retention? How do I get more engagement? He's looking at measuring all this thing. He has a big team of people. So they figure, just watch what he does. Changes the location, has girls in the video, has different people in the video, has guests in the video, um, has celebrity. That's another thing you can do. If you can ever take a selfie with a celebrity, boom, way better than your last post. I guarantee it. Okay. <laughs> it's another trick. And then uh, the humor. Six months ago, Ty Lopez figured out, wow, I'm not funny, but there was something funny that happened. And he was like, wow, that was like a spike in our stats or something. Probably there's, he probably has some, you know, he has all this big team. He probably has somebody that breaks out a graph and like, okay, Mr. Ty Lopez, these are our stats. And <laughs> on this day it spiked. And he was like, oh, shoot. What did we do? Oh, it was something funny. So now we got to put funny stuff in every video. So he has that retarded guy that follows him around all the time doing stupid stuff <laughs> and it, it's not funny but he's trying to be funny you can tell you know what i mean <laughs> so <laughs> so um that's my tip put girls in your content change up your location put other people in general in your content put children in there with you yeah. and uh use humor and if you think about it right now <laughs> You guys are probably thinking of your content and you're like, wow, we don't really do any of that. So I promise your content will be better if you can incorporate that stuff. Celebrities. Did you see my picture with Snoop Dogg? I think. Got hundreds, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of comments. I didn't see it because I got the newsfeed eradicator because of you. Nice. Nice. <laughs> but uh, okay. Awesome. No, I think that's all helpful. Changing up what you're doing, being funny, getting different people in there. For me, and, and I would probably say I'm, a, I'm less of a social media expert than you, but 
just taking people along for a journey feels a lot more fun. And if you're doing stuff, right, it has this illusion, like, why do we watch TV? Because we feel like their lives are a lot more fun than ours. There's always some antic happening. So you kind of got to do the same thing where it's like, what's Alan doing today? Why is he in the mountains? Or why is he hanging out with models? Or why is he hanging out with Snoop Dogg? Right? It, it, you know, so even if some people don't have sort of that status where, you know, you can be a little bit more connected to celebrities than your average everyday fit pro, they can still go around and, and talk to different types of people, talk to celebrities, you know, I don't know, D list, F list, <laughs> Z list celebrities, you know, um, and slowly kind of climb up that ladder. And uh, that, that totally makes sense. And, and just get more engagement. Yep. No, I think that's all good, man. Um, any closing remarks you would want to give um, with regards to building your social media following to any fit pros listening who are maybe just starting or maybe they've been at it for a while and they're struggling? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of tricks and tips and using all those things to make your content better is great. But one thing that beats all that is just taking action and actually doing it. So start creating content every day and kind of fix it as you go. And don't try to get the perfect schedule and just wait. Just start doing it. That's the main thing. You'll get better at it as you as you go, but just get started. That's probably that's a good tip for people that are just starting. All right. Now that was the episode with Mr. Alan Belcher. I hope uh, you enjoyed it. That dude is a trip. I love that guy. If Alan, by some twist of fate, you're listening to uh, yourself and us chat again, which I do because uh, I have issues. Um, Thanks so much again for having been on, and thanks for so much for being my friend, man. Um, for, if you found this uh, podcast interview helpful, you enjoyed listening to it, you want to hear more, uh, I have one coming out every week. If you're watching this the week of the 17th, May 17th, 2020, I have one coming out every single day, and then after that I have weekly new ones coming out uh, starting next week. I already have some really awesome guests recorded for that one, so I'm really excited about this. Um, if you want to support the show if you want to make sure you just never miss it go ahead and subscribe and uh, thank you again i will see you uh, tomorrow